Directors of a gay pride festival have voted to end the event due to pressure and demands from activist groups. Now, when you hear something like that, you're probably thinking some conservative or religious group was putting pressure on this event. But in reality, it was far left and identitarian protesters making demands of the festival. Due to this, they felt they couldn't continue. This isn't the first time activists on the left have targeted pride events. In the U.S. and in Canada, we have seen Black Lives Matter and other far-left groups protest pride and make demands. Not that long ago, in London, a group of lesbian activists protesting trans rights activists called Get the L Out were protesting at London Pride and were smeared and slammed as transphobic in the media. It would seem that when it comes to issues of gay pride, the biggest obstacle is not coming from conservatives, but from within the left. One thing we typically see is that for some reason, the left tends to eat itself. Today, let's take a look at exactly what's going on with this particular gay pride event in Canada, but also look at the history of how far left activists have actually been targeting and trying to shut down gay pride festivals. Now, before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Virtual Shield, who helps make this podcast possible. Virtual Shield is a virtual private network service that can protect your data from prying eyes as you browse the web. You can find out way more at hidewithtim.com, but essentially, there are people like hackers, there are governments, corporations that want to track and even steal your data, and a virtual private network like Virtual Shield can help keep that data safe. Now, we don't expect people to break into our homes, but we put locks on our doors and windows anyway. The same is true for the internet. It makes sense to have that simple layer of defense. So if you're interested, go to hidewithtim.com and you can get 40% off with their Easter special today. But now, back to the story. From the CBC, directors vote to cancel 2019 Edmonton Pride Festival. Parade was interrupted last year by protesters demanding police be uninvited. The story says there will be no Edmonton Pride Festival this year. Less than two months before the 10-day festival was set to take place, the Edmonton Pride Festival Society Board of Directors voted to cancel the event, according to an email obtained by CBC News. In light of the current political and social environment, it has been determined that any attempt to host a festival will not be successful, reads the email from the board of directors. Please keep in mind that we are a not-for-profit organization run almost solely by volunteers. Members of the board have not responded to a request for comment from CBC. The festival was set to kick off June 7th with a Wine Up to Pride event at Dr. Wilbert McIntyre Park. The Pride Parade was scheduled for June 8th on White Avenue. It has always been a goal of the Edmonton Pride Festival Society to host a safe and enjoyable event that is as reflective and encompassing of the entire community as possible. However, given current events, we do not feel that this is attainable for this year, the email from the society said. The story talks about a screenshot of the email being shared by one person, co-owner of a lounge, Rob Browatsky. Browatsky said he was disappointed but not surprised. The board has faced mounting pressure in recent weeks to restructure the festival and the organization to foreground the experience of black, indigenous, and people of color in the LGBTQ community. I'm certainly disappointed that this is the solution that's been reached for now. I'm hoping that maybe the email will be a call to action for members of the community to come out, make the necessary changes, have the necessary conversation to get pride on board. They say the decision comes not long after police were called to a meeting of the board of directors. The board was meeting on April 4th to discuss a list of demands put forward by two local organizations, Shades of Color and Rarica Now, that advocate for people of color and refugees in Edmonton's LGBTQ community. The demands include a call for the festival to allocate more funding to underrepresented artists and facilitators. In fact, 
The post on Facebook from Shades of Color is actually very, very long, and I'm not going to go entirely through it, but most of what they're calling for is more focus on indigenous land, indigenous people, and LGBTQ plus people being put forward, as well as QTIBPOC. They demanded setting up a memorial wall listing the names of LGBTIQ2S plus lives lost, including those in other countries. Part of this demand was to have a vigil for LGBTIQ2S plus people led by QTIBPOC plus and trans folks people, then followed by white allies and supporters. Ultimately, there were seven demands listed on the post, and many of them include allocating resources directly to these activist organizations. The story goes on to say that this same activist group led a protest against the Pride Parade last year, calling for organizers to uninvite Edmonton police, RCMP, and military personnel amid a Canada-wide debate over the presence of police in Pride Parades. We often talk about this idea of the left eating itself. Barack Obama recently gave a speech where he said that we have to stop the circular firing squad. Because as I mentioned earlier, it seems to be that most of the protests we're seeing against gay pride are not coming from conservatives. As they brought up in the first story, these same activists were protesting a police and military presence, and we've seen this same phenomenon in the U.S. and across Canada in the past. This story from June 25th, 2017, Black Lives Matter Toronto makes surprise appearance at Pride Parade. The group issued a statement saying that its protest last year, which resulted in a controversial ban on uniformed police in this year's parade, had made Pride more inclusive. The group also took credit for a funding increase for artists and black youth. A similar protest took place in Minneapolis, this story from June 25th as well. Pride Parade halted briefly by Black Lives Matter demonstrators. This protest was also in response to a presence by police officers at the event. Susan Elizabeth on Twitter quoting a chant, no racist pride today. And then about a year later, we saw this story from Teen Vogue, why police aren't welcome at pride. Now, I take no personal opinion on whether or not police should be welcome or not at pride events. I'm simply trying to highlight that it's activists on the left targeting these pride events and actually forcing them to shut down in many instances. We've seen demands about giving money and setting up a memorial. We've seen protests over a police presence. And we've also seen lesbians protesting against the trans community. Last year, The Independent published this story. London Pride, anti-trans activists disrupt parade by lying down in the street to protest lesbian erasure. Organized under the Twitter hashtag GetTheL Out, the group of around 10 protesters was allegedly not officially sanctioned to take place in a march that was subject to strict restrictions on numbers. Chair of LGBT plus Lib Dems Jenny Riggs said, I am appalled that transphobic protesters were allowed to lead the march and the crowd asked to cheer them on. This is a betrayal of the thousands marching. The pride organizers should resign and offer a full apology. I'm not a big fan of throwing phobic after a word to imply it's irrational. If someone has a concern about particular issues and they're not being listened to, then it's likely they will protest. So now we are seeing lesbian activists protest the trans rights movement because they feel that they are being erased, particularly because young lesbians are being told they're trans and encouraged to take hormones. This is one aspect of what they refer to as lesbian erasure. I can't say I'm surprised by all of this news and what's happening in Canada, particularly recently in Edmonton, because yes, the left tends to eat itself. Like Obama said, circular firing squad. They've become more and more extreme and they're unconstrained because of their own ideology of victimhood. This ultimately ends up with events being canceled, which strangely puts them in line with 
far-right, conservative, or religious groups in other countries. This story from last year, Istanbul's pride parade is canceled, but not our LGBT pride. On Friday, the authorities in Istanbul banned yet again the LGBT pride parade in the city. The fight for equality will continue, says Turkish LGBT activist Efi Songun. One of the stories we covered over on our Subverse channel has to do with how Twitter is amplifying extremist factions and drowning out the middle. I would argue that moderate leftists are totally in favor of a calm, peaceful, fun, exciting pride event that, yes, would even welcome Trump supporters who happen to be LGBT. Because being lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or holding other identities is more important lifting up the community, I would imagine. But what we end up seeing around the world, more conservative, right-wing, and religious groups shutting down local pride events. We then see local pride events getting shut down, blocked, or protested by far-left activists. The middle is being drowned out. And because of this, pride events are, for some reason, getting attacked from the left and the right. I have no idea what the solution is, and I have no idea what these groups should do, because admittedly, I don't know what it's like to be a part of those groups, and it's up to them to figure out what they need to do to move forward. I will say, however, in my opinion, it's rather unfortunate that at least at this Edmonton event, their decision was to just shut it down. Because of the political climate, they couldn't do it. Because of infighting on the left, they actually shut down their own event. And in line with the rise of extremism we're seeing through Twitter, I think it's also trickling out into politics in general, because politicians follow Twitter and think the extremists are the majority and they're not. What ends up happening is intersectional feminist groups that try to bring religious conservatives such as Muslims together with the LGBT community ends up just hurting the LGBT community. This story from last month, LGBT lessons row, more Birmingham schools stop classes. It started with one school in Parkfield in the UK, where Muslim families said they should not be teaching kids about LGBT issues. But it spread from there, and now more schools are being shut down. What's strange to me is the lack of outcry from progressives. Now, there absolutely are progressives outraged by this and demanding that the lessons resume. But it's absolutely not the same like we're seeing in Edmonton. This group made a massive demand. They were calling for cash. They wanted to be front and centered. They wanted to lead the event. What we're hearing about what's happening in Birmingham is a few people who are expressing that they're upset and not really saying a whole lot. We did see a lot of outrage when a new law was passed where they would stone LGBT people in Brunei. But where is the outrage over the other countries where they do the exact same thing? I think it's fair to point out moderates of the left and the right are willing to have these conversations and denounce these activities. But as social media, as well as politics in general, becomes more extreme and more bifurcated, we're going to start seeing rather extreme far left groups shut down moderate left wing events. And where's the outrage and where are the protests? It just seems like people on the left bend over backwards to the outrage mob and it hurts their own faction. The left is getting smaller. They're pushing people out. And you know my opinion on that. I've talked about it a lot. But let me know what you think in the comments below. We'll keep the conversation going. Do you think these protesters have a right to make demands of these groups? Or does it feel like things are kind of getting out of control? You can follow me on Minds at TimCast. Stay tuned. New videos every day at 4 p.m. Eastern on this channel. And I'll have more videos for you on my second channel, youtube.com slash TimCastNews, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all next time.